Let us pray. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. 1 Samuel 2.20 Lord, I know that you are not taken back by bold prayers. So, like Hannah, I will not be ashamed to lay before you and make my request known. Thank you, Jesus, that because of your sacrifice I can come boldly before the Lord in prayer and make the desires of my heart known to Him. As a child of God, living in alignment with my assignment, I thank you in advance for moving and working on my behalf to bring my purpose into focus. In the same way Hannah dedicated Samuel to do your work, I also dedicate and devote my gifts, my promotions, and all opportunities to you. Because my focus is to bring you glory. Therefore, I will listen when you call me, like Samuel. I will say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, because I know that one word from you is worth a thousand elsewhere. I declare that I am chosen and that I am set apart. I will live differently, speak differently, think differently, and believe differently, because I've been called to do great things. The days of me playing small so others don't get uncomfortable are done. You've placed me where I am, and I am ready to receive my calling. I am your servant. Speak, Lord. I'm ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 562- 
314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Rise of Samuel. In our last story, we learned about the romance of Ruth and her kinsman redeemer, Boaz. Boaz redeemed Ruth from her poverty and loneliness, and the two were married. They had a child named Obed, who would be the grandfather of one of Israel's greatest kings. Now we begin a new adventure with Samuel, a prophet, judge, and ruler over Israel. He would pave the way for a new era in Israel, the era of kings. Inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In yesterday's episode, we heard the story of how Boaz and Ruth married and had a son named Obed. Obed would be the grandfather of Israel's greatest king, David. It was the dawn of a new era in the history of God's people, the age of the kings. And today we'll hear how this new era began with a child born to a woman named Hannah. This child named Samuel would be promised to God's service by his mother Hannah, who had prayed and longed for him many years. Samuel would grow to be a great prophet and judge, but first he would serve in the temple and receive a very special calling from God. Let's listen to today's reading. The country of Israel lived in captivity to their own idolatry. After the civil war of Benjamin and Israel, the people retreated back into their old ways of idol worship and living selfishly. During this time, there were a few remaining faithful who continued to devote their lives to the Lord, seeking Him in all their ways. One of those people was a man in the hill country of Ephraim, Elkanah. Elkanah had two wives, since one of his wives, Hannah, was unable to have children. His other wife, Phanina, had many children, but Elkanah loved Hannah more. Penina lived without the undivided love of her husband, and spited Hannah because of it. She tormented and teased Hannah endlessly. Just as Jacob's wives, Rachel and Leah, the two women hated one another because of their husband's lack of sense. Year by year, Hannah would endure the relentless provocation from Penina. Hannah would often approach the altar of God to pray. Day after day she would enter into the house of the Lord and beg him for a child. One day she lay on the floor of the temple and wept bitterly. Her tears fell upon the altar, and her indiscernible prayers echoed through the empty chamber. Hannah lifted her eyes to heaven and prayed, Lord of hosts, maker of heaven and earth, please look at my pain and have pity on me. If you give me a son, I promise to give him to you as a servant for the rest of his life. As Hannah continued to pray, Eli, the priest of the temple, watched her. Hannah was speaking so deeply and from her heart that it almost seemed as though she was drunk. Eli, an already grumpy old man, scoffed at her and said, How long will you lay there drunk? Hannah turned around, startled by Eli's voice. She wiped her face and stood up. Oh no, my lord, I am simply a woman with a troubled spirit. I was bearing my soul before God. She spoke softly, embarrassed at Eli's comments. Please do not see me as a worthless woman. I just pray with great anxiety. Eli saw that she was truly distraught. He sighed and then gave a quick smile. 
Go in peace, he said. God will answer, I am sure of it. Then Eli departed to leave Hannah to her prayers. Hannah smiled and returned to her husband to eat. They worshipped God more in the house of God and returned home. Time passed, and Penina's pestering lost all its sting, for Hannah had conceived a son and named him Samuel. The Lord had answered her prayers. Hannah remembered her prayer to God. She swore to God that if she was given a son, she would offer him up into his service. When Samuel was old enough, she brought him to Eli. Hannah held her child, trusting that God would be faithful to do great things because of her faithfulness. Her heart broke, just as Abraham's once did when he brought Isaac to the altar. So Samuel studied and served under Eli. He grew to be strong, wise, and attentive to the voice of God's Spirit. Samuel became like a son to Eli, which was fitting since his sons grew up to be wicked and worthless men. They would steal from the offerings given to God and treat his altar like their own personal feeding trough. The two men used their influence to seduce women who desired to serve God. They took advantage of the people and treated God's children as objects for their own pleasure. Eli was an old man and unable to keep his sons from sinning. Eli tried reasoning with them, saying, If you sin against man, there may be someone to pray on your behalf for forgiveness. But you are sinning against God, and there may be no one to help you. Naturally, the men refused to listen and continued to sin against God and his children. God was about to do a new work in Israel, a work of great justice, peace, and deliverance. He would not tolerate the priestly family to continue in such sin and selfishness. God's rage is not unpredictable or uncalled for. His anger is precise and always pointed towards those who would hurt his people and scorn his name. Therefore God's rage burst like a mighty wildfire against the sons of Eli. He spoke in an ancient fury. The voice of a righteous king bellowed in Eli's ear as he spoke, saying, Did I reveal myself to your forefathers in Egypt all to have you scorn my offering table? Your sons fatten themselves with the worship of my people. They abuse and neglect, and you have allowed it. Eli began to tremble as God spoke. Behold, the days are coming where your sons will be cast out into darkness. They shall behold the prosperity of my people and look upon them with envy. They shall both die on the same day, and I shall raise up a priest of my own, who shall be unified with my heart and mind, and your son's lines shall beg for bread. Years had passed, and the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord of Eli. He served Eli in his old age. He would tend to him, feed him, and perform the duties of a priest on his behalf. Samuel was attentive and eager to help God's people draw closer to him. One night Samuel was lying down in the temple of God where the Ark of the Covenant lay. The candles in the temple flickered and made shadows dance around the walls. There was a slight breeze coming in through the back, and Samuel slept in the coolness of night. Then a faint whisper grazed the ear of Samuel. He opened his eyes and walked towards Eli's chamber and said, Here I am, Eli. You called for me? Eli woke up from his sleep and said, You must be dreaming. I did not call for you. Go back to sleep. 
So Samuel went back into the floor of the temple to rest. As he began to drift, he heard that still and quiet voice once again. Samuel, the voice whispered intensely. Samuel jolted awake this time, running to the bedside of Eli. Here I am, Eli, he shouted. Eli shook in his bed, surprised and annoyed that he had been waken up again. He did not call him and shooed Samuel out of his room. Again, as Samuel was falling asleep, a voice beckoned him. When he went to the bedside of Eli again, Eli perceived it might be from the Lord. Eli waved for Samuel to come closer. He held his hand and spoke gently, saying, Samuel, if you hear the voice again, do not come running to me. Ask for it to speak again and listen carefully. Samuel left Eli and knelt down at the altar of God. He closed his eyes, intent on listening. Samuel! Samuel! the voice said again. Samuel remained still. Small drops of sweat began to form around his forehead. He knew now that it was the Lord who beckoned him. Samuel gulped and said, Here I am, Lord. Your servant hears. Pleased, God spoke with Samuel. Their conversation reflected dimly the time God visited Moses in fire. God spoke with clarity, strength, and love for his people. Behold, I am making things new in Israel. Everyone who hears will quiver as I eradicate the sons of Eli to establish my new priesthood. The next morning, Eli inquired of what Samuel heard from God. Samuel was not sure whether he should divulge everything to Eli, for it meant grave news for his sons. Over breakfast, Samuel told Eli of his experience. Somber, thoughtful, and content, Eli spoke and said, If it is the Lord's will, so be it. After this, Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him in everything he did. The favor of Joseph was upon him. Every word Samuel spoke uplifted the people, and no exhortation fell on deaf ears. Every tribe of Israel recognized Samuel as their prophet and priest. It would be Samuel who would endure the complaints of Israel, as Moses once did. He would lead them well, and soon he would pave the way for a new era in Israel. The Era of Kings. Today's story begins with a man named Elkanah who lived in Ephraim. He was one of the few who remained faithful to God in those days. But though he was faithful, he was also flawed because he had two wives, Hannah and Peninnah. His wives were bitter rivals, just like Leah and Rachel. You see, though Peninnah had given him many children, Elkanah loved Hannah more. Hannah, however, was unable to conceive and Peninnah held this over Hannah's head, ruthlessly tormenting her. Every year when Elkanah went to offer sacrifices to God in the temple at Shiloh, Hannah would plead to God for a son. This continued year after year. Finally, one day as she prayed, she promised God that if he'd give her a son, she would give that son back to God to serve him all his life. When Eli, the temple priest, saw her praying, her lips moving without making a sound as she spoke to God, he thought she was drunk. Listen to her response in 1 Samuel 1.15. Hannah answered, No, my Lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. We should always remember when we are troubled, when we are in turmoil, when we are in anguish and desperate, 
There is no better place to pour out our hearts, our souls, than to God. God hears our prayers and cares for us, just as he did for Hannah. Hearing this response, Eli told her to go in peace, that God would answer her request. So Hannah became pregnant with a son. She was overjoyed. But Hannah also knew that her son would not stay with her because she had promised to God that she would give him back to him. True to her word, when Samuel was weaned, she took him to Eli to be raised in the service of God. And because of her great faithfulness, God blessed Hannah even more, giving her three more sons and two daughters. It's absolutely true, isn't it, that you can never outgive God. So Eli raised Samuel like a son. And that's a very good thing because his own sons, we find out, were up to no good. They served themselves, not God, under the guise of their own priesthood. It was a terrible affront to Almighty God, and he would not allow this to continue. But despite warnings, they would not stop. So God told Eli that his sons would be cast out, and rather than work through Eli's worthless offspring, God would raise up another priest, one who would serve him with integrity and devotion. One night as he was sleeping, Samuel heard a voice calling, but it was not Eli. Two more times, he thought Eli was calling him and ran to Eli's room. Eli then understood what was going on and told Samuel to ask the voice to speak next time and then to listen. Samuel heard the voice again, and this time he did listen. God told Samuel he was about to make things new in Israel and that Eli's line would be wiped out to make way for a new priesthood. When Eli heard the news, he submitted to God's will trusting in the grace and the goodness of God even in this. Samuel would be this next priest, one like Israel had never known before. He would help usher in the time of kings, but first Israel would be visited by an old enemy, and we'll hear that story the next time. Dear Lord, we thank you that you always hear our prayers. We thank you that you speak to us even as we listen to you. So today, we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, just like Samuel of old, just like Samuel so long ago, we submit our lives to do your will. Speak, Lord, we are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham of Dallas, Texas, and you can download the Pray.com app and make prayer the priority of your life. It is our prayer that you would know Jesus Christ in a personal way. Jesus and knowing him is the key to understanding the Bible. Jesus is on every page in the pathway of Scripture. So I pray that you would know him and look to him for eternal life. As we see all of these stories, some of them very sordid, we realize just how desperately we all need the Lord. So invite Christ into your life and receive him as your Lord and Savior. I would also encourage you to download the Pray.com app and let others know about this podcast. And if you want more resources on how to know God and experience His presence in your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. 
Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.